So Joe, you need to see episode you need to see episode nine so we can talk about that too. Episode nine? What? Not not of Mandalorian, the movie episode. Oh. The Rise of no. Skywalker. Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. Rise. <laughs> Rise. Rise. Good. Yes. Yeah, damn good. It is. I might go see it on Tuesday. You should. Yeah. Tim and I are seeing it again tomorrow. Is it better than the one the eight? Yeah, uh, I like it better. I, I you have to say, say you have to say yes yeah. because I didn't like it. I fell asleep during eight. So, <laughs> well, I yeah. th- I think I hate when people say, "Well, if you hated eight, you'll like nine. But I do think that J.J. Uh, Abrams directed this one, and he did Force Awakens. So yeah. I think you'll. It's got a Force Awakens feel to me. Yeah. There are some parts that are so fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. he did the last one then. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson yeah. I don't know that is. He did Looper and the movie yeah. Knives Out, which is out right now. That's fine. Awesome. Which oh, that nice. is really that good. good. Yes, that was really yeah, good. I saw that. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. So, he, so we're talking about James movies Bond, from nineteen eighty. <laughs> <laughs> what is this podcast about here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna change our format completely now. Fuck it. It's somewhere in time. It's ambiguous. Yeah, that's you right. Can do it anything. is anything. Absolutely. And there is actually a movie called Somewhere in Time too. Oh, so <laughs> it could work out. <laughs> Both ways, and Christopher Reeves is in it. I don't know if that. I don't know why that matters. Oh, but he is. Too soon. <laughs> that damn horse. Well, he got on the horse. Yeah, that's true. His fault. <laughs> what are you doing? Getting on horses? Just, horse was just running. <laughs> he should have ducked. Jeez. <laughs> I think he. What? He should have. <laughs> it's the horse's responsibility. You're the one that said too soon. Jeez. Well, I'm stating the fact. The horse is innocent. He got on the horse and hit the branch. Well. Man, we've talked about Star Wars and Superman already. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well. How much nerdier? Off on how, much, how much more nerdier could we can We can talk be? about Mandalorian. When a form of music that our children like becomes linked with ghoulish images and violent theatrics, it demands our attention. Hundreds of thousands of teenagers are locked onto so-called heavy metal music. I grew up metalhead. I love 80s. Yeah! 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 80s metal, like Metallica. Yeah! 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 How much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None more black. Turn it up. That was a nice intro. Wow. King Diamond is the best. That was a refreshing change. <laughs> refreshing really... change. Hey. Well, hey. for some. <laughs> it warms my heart. It's my favorite Christmas song. Does it warm your cockles? <laughs> the cockles of my heart. Cockles of your heart. I miss my grandma. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, All right, so hey, welcome back to Some More Time Podcast. Thanks. Uh, I'm Tim, and I'm Thank Tim. Wait a minute, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm, yeah, no, you man. Know. You're already. <laughs> I've had. I'm like water. That's all I've drank today, man. World. I am working off four hours of sleep, though. So. Oh, sometimes yeah. you you do need to get a little drinking in. Just yeah, to get I know. The, get normal. the nerves a little calmed. Oh, your ner- I know. I know you suffer from the stage fright. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that firsthand a couple yeah. times. No, <laughs> I'm, on this podcast. I'm, I'm Eric. Uh, Tim is over there. Joe is here somewhere. Keith's here, and Hi. we're all here. I'm Russell. I sing. All right. So this episode, we're gonna dive into some more 1984 stuff. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. Uh, we're gonna end the year with. Uh, Talking about three albums from the year 1984. We've got Judas Priest, Defender of the Faith, Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest. We've got Fistful of Metal by Anthrax, and we've got Ride the Lightning by a little band called Metallica. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> Pause. We have what of, of Judas Priest? Defenders of the Faith, right? I thought we were doing Rock and Roll. No. <laughs> no, we're doing Defenders of the Faith. Oh. I didn't really listen to our Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll is what? That's not 84. Oh, it's 74. <laughs> oh, boy. What the fuck? Oh, this will be interesting. This will be I interesting. played that album today, though, rocking. for what it's worth. Yeah, I, well, I listened to the, the one that for me. No, I thought we, I thought we was. I thought we were going to go to 74 for that one. I can somewhat intelligently discuss that Rock and Roll album because I listened to it a few hours ago just for the fuck of it. I, <laughs> but I. Well, shit. Never, never <laughs> listened to that album. I mean, I'm it's sure it's better I have. than Defenders of the Faith. <laughs> well, Tim, you at least listened yeah. to the right album, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've had that. Out. I yeah. All right, so uh, let me play a little of the album that we all listened to. <laughs> Which no, is, we didn't all listen to. <laughs> well, sorry, the, the three of us. Seventy-five percent of us. <laughs> yeah, this is. Let's see, this is the album opener. Immediately, the production sucks. I mean, the drum... Okay, let me rephrase. The drums sound terrible. All right, so that's the that's the opening track. Yeah, free sounds wheel good. Burning. You guys didn't like the sound of that. The, I, I thought that song was pretty good. The, the opening track yeah. is pretty good. It's not bad. So the band members of Judas Priest are Rob Halford on vocals, KK Downing on guitars, Glenn Tipton on guitars, Ian Hill on bass, and Dave Holland on drums. Dave Holland. This is the Defenders of the Faith lineup. I don't right. know what the lineup on Rock and Roll is, but I think it was the same except for the drummer. I don't know. I think the first half of this one. Was pretty solid on my part. I mean, I that's this is another one of these bands that uh, I'd never really got into. Like, um, right. you know, they were they were kind of big before I got into you know thrash and all that. And they're definitely not a thrash band. They're definitely no. heavy metal from the I mean, really. They're one of the very first metal bands you could pretty much say. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the first the four I love Jawbreaker. I love the Sentinel. Um, 
Sentinel is probably my favorite song. Yeah, that's yeah. a good song. Yeah, no doubt. But I, that might be because Machine Head covered it. <laughs> uh, maybe. So I knew the Machine Head cover, and I was like, oh, this is a good yeah, song. I would say the second half of this is where things, to me, <laughs> go <at least>. awry. <laughs> yeah. A little, little sideways. And, uh, well, I, mean, I, I don't even like Rock Hard Ride Free. I thought that was very cheesy. Very. They're, they're so very anthem-y. They yeah. are. Uh, and I, I think the, the one thing I, I, I noticed, well, one thing I know about this band is they're very... Uh, stereotypical heavy metal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. I mean they practically create. I mean, let's face it. I mean, yeah. Black Sabbath created they, it, but I mean these guys. I mean, like were one of the first, the inventors. You know, yeah, but they helped. I, they I helped know. define what everyone else did. They were the benchmark that everybody. Sure, and I and I copied. appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah I do yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Absolutely. and Black. I mean, uh, Judas Priest, right? Or probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you could say Deep Purple a little, but exactly. No, there, there's but yeah, there's sure. always those like the, the, like a handful of the cro- classic rock guys but that I, are like, but the three they were metal, but in the Led Zeppelin, but the yeah. three yeah, main Zeppelin. like metal seventies bands, I feel were, were these were one of the three, right? When, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah would definitely say that. So, yeah. Joe, you listen to rock and roll, right? So, um, yeah, I noticed on the Which, early stuff. They weren't they weren't anthemy like this. They weren't no. they hadn't really done the cheese ball stuff yet. It was kind of better. I, I should we do should we just do both? Should I play some of that? Well, too? We should <laughs> because we should, we need to be honest with with the listeners, like with our audience. Yeah. Yes, I listened. To, I thought we were doing the, the seventy four, not the eighty four album. So right. <laughs> I I listened to um, Rockarola several times, and I listened to the the two albums after that as well to get some you know a little perspective on on their the changes they went through. Yeah. I did that just for fun, just cause I yeah. wanted to see, and it was like, Oh, this is better. <laughs> well, well, what's a good song off rock and roll to play? That's oh, like... um, hang on. It's, um, yeah, let me, let me... I mean, the, it's not, it, it's a good album. I, I would, yeah. I, I would definitely, I didn't even know about this album. Like when I think of Judas yeah. Priest and I, I, yeah. I didn't even realize this was part of their catalog. I'm like looking at this what, album what, cover what, going this. Exactly. This album cover. The first thing I thought was like, Holy crap, this sucks. <laughs> Like what? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've talked about some really bad album covers, but I mean, this is fucking Judas Priest, like over a decade into their tenure as one of the main metal bands. Well, I I mean, do you want to skip into it now, or do you want to kind of space it out? Oh, we can can jump back and forth. Sure. Well, um, Run of the Mill is is probably the the best song on that album. Would you agree? Eight minutes, thirty four seconds. Would you agree, Tim? Um, yeah, that was it's. It's very yeah, Led Zeppelin. It's yeah. Um, there's a lot of you can hear that. There's a lot of like Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin and Iron um, uh, Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. That's influences that's what, that's on what, this album, and it, it's bluesier yeah. too. It's, it's really bluesy. Yeah, it was surprising. Yeah, it's a very interesting album. And even um, the last uh, song on the album, Diamonds and yes, Rust. Diamonds and Rust. That's, they, they redid that's it kind of a, on the third album. Yeah, and it, and it they covered themselves. Well, they kind of redid it. But I mean, it it holds true. Um, this I I thought to start to finish is a good album. It's a good seventies yeah. rock album. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a good. That's what I thought. I was playing today, and I was like, "This is just good seventies rock. It's not. Yeah. It's not the, cheesy. There's none of this anthem stuff that they they got into later the on. The story just, behind it is that um, Rob Halford didn't have a lot of influence on in the writing, so a lot of the vocals <laughs> were written. From, they were written for the the original singer. Or whoever was yeah. his predecessor, so okay. he doesn't really get to uh, show off his 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 range. And then um, was it um, was it KK Downing? I think also had just yeah. joined the band. Okay, so um, you don't get a lot of their harmonized solos. You get a little bit of it. You get there's a there's definitely like a kernel of 
Judas Priest to it. And it, it's it's fascinating, actually, if, when you start listening to the next mm-hmm. couple albums, how they progressed. And Is this their sure. first album, Rock and Roll? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it did not think, do well, but it, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a pretty good album. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about another <laughs> album yeah, like right. that. Yeah, yeah. We are. <laughs> Later <tonight>. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, Point uh, of Entry is where things got... They started getting Anthony on that album, which is, I think, 82 or something, 81. I'm playing a little loose. Run of the mill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very Zeppelin-y. Yeah. Like Led Zeppelin 3, I would say. I would never guess this is Judas Priest. Yeah, exactly. It's a very no quarter, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn that book is sing. Be <laughs> <laughs> good. Does it change up at all? Because I don't want to play like four minutes. Gets, yeah. I mean, the, eight minutes of it. Gets, yeah. Part. <laughs> it kind of really instrumental part. Very 70s, yeah, very 70s, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely different than what I've <laughs> I know of Judas yeah, Priest, that, yeah. That that doesn't sound, I mean, that's as I've stated at the very beginning, you know, Priest was a band I just somehow never got into, yeah, I did not like kind of their insane amount of leather usage. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, you know, it was always like, oh yeah, leathers and bikes. And I'm like, I don't give a crap about motorcycles or anything. <laughs> right. I just went, I want thrash. And this, you yeah. know, they they were never a thrash band, but I mean, that's the one thing. Thinking about like my love of Maiden, <clears throat> these guys were, I would say, very, you know, similar to Maiden, you know, with the with uh, Tipton and uh, Downing kind of have a very Murray yeah. and Smith oh, yeah, kind yeah. of feel the fact that they 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 play so well off of each mm-hmm. other. Oh yeah, the, vo- the the guitar harmonies on on well on Defenders of the Faith. That's the album I listen to. Um, <laughs> really good. Like yeah, if there's one thing I could point to that I really enjoyed about the albums was the the many guitar solos and guitar harmonies that were very very impressive. Well, how many? Yeah. How many think? How many? It's just lyrically, dual guitarists can you think of in like in metal that? That have that kind of dynamic because there there are certain bands like <clears throat> you have um, Judas Priest obviously right yeah Downing and and Tipton and you have um, yeah. you just said it uh, Iron Maiden Maiden, Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. Smith yeah, of and, and uh, Murray and then right. um, even Slayer mm-hmm. uh, sure um, yeah Hanneman Hanneman and King there's yeah. there's certain bands where it, you kind of need the two guitar players to to really feel sure. like it's the band. Um, yep. Yep. 
But that's why bands like Slayer and Metallica had two guitar players was because of Maiden and Priest and those British bands. Yeah, but even with Metallica, I don't think of them as like the two. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so he's. But Headfield, Headfield is Headfield is is pure rhythm guitarist. While Hammett is the guy just just doing all the massive. You don't get the. You don't get the. There's still a lot of there's still a lot of harmonizing in Metallica though. Yeah, right. You don't don't get like the. If Megadeth had stuck with a, a, another like guitar player throughout, you probably would have that same dynamic. But sure, he, he, <laughs> which you don't. Those guys have no. a lot no. of problems. You don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Metallica's in there. I think Hetfield. Well, but I, I feel like it's different. I think they play off each other incredibly well. But I would never say they've got the same kind of speak back and forth right. kind of thing. That because you think of Hammond, not as soloist, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah, that. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just saying that dual rhythm attack that these bands had. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they're talking more of the dual solo attack. Yeah, the so. dual solos. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying that you don't hear very reason, often Metallica doing back and forth solos. Now there is that on. Like, <laughs> do, do they? They actually <laughs> does do, Headfield ever solo? Yeah, sometimes. on um, but, uh, what's the instrumental on Death Magnetic? Uh, Suicide and Redemption. Yeah, Suicide and Redemption. There's actually two. He does solos on that song. They go back and forth. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's it's. But that's not that's not what they're known for, right? We've got yeah. kind of a topic here, but yeah, we were just saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think when you say Slayer, I don't think of good solos back and forth. I think of good. But you know, I still feel like <laughs> neither of them were great solos. They trade off their <laughs> solos. Um, I mean, they do. Yeah, yeah. They, they, do. they were badly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's distinctive, right? Yeah, yeah, it and is. people still love them. So yeah. Yeah, and I mean Megadeth actually could be put into that category too. Even well, though, even though, fate, I think, oh, yeah. not Mer- uh, 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 King Diamond yeah. Yeah. with uh, Andy the Rock. He, I can't remember the other guy's name. Some dude. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Well, yeah. honestly, Ghost. Even if you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But, yeah, but yeah. Who are exactly the other <laughs> Nameless ghouls. <laughs> Tobias wrote all of it, and then some dudes played it. Literally, yeah. Well, they they, they wrote the solo. I don't think he wrote. Jorgen Fjorgenstein. 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 He plays guitar. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Morph, morph, morph. So, by way of comparison, why don't you play um, something like "Eat Me Alive" off of? Oh Defenders God! Of the oh, <laughs> do I have to? How about yeah? Can, sure. we, so, well, can we do the Sentinel? Can we play something from the Sentinel? Yeah, play the Sentinel. That song is really good, actually. Uh, that is uh, that is easily the best song in the album. Yeah, uh, by far. That's very uh, it's very Judas Priest already. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Immediately. Well, like, there's a lot of that. Oh, that's like Jawbreaker. The chorus of Jawbreaker is like holy yeah, shit. That's, that's so Judas Priest. It's very screaming for gin- yeah. for, for, for vengeance. Sound, right? Yeah. be their best song ever period yeah ever yeah painkiller come on no 
That's oh, better what? Than Overrated. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the drums are better in Painkiller, but overall, that's a. That's I don't like the better. shrieking so much. Like his. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit of the Machine Head cover of that song? It's pretty good. Yeah, I do. He's singing the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I know I can't play the whole song, but that's yeah. I highly recommend that. That's on uh, Into the Locust or Locust. Yeah, it was one of the bonus tracks of Into the Locust. They should just cover it because they're they're Iron Maiden covers. <laughs> fucking incredible too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know I didn't listen to that album, but <laughs> the, um, the theme just listen to the first three. Um, Judas Priest albums. I mean, and I had not heard them before, other than a, a couple songs off of each. Well, probably none off the first album, but um, it it raised my appreciation of them, and I I'm definitely going to start digging into their their yeah. stuff. That that's um, the one thing. Yeah. Listening to this, you know, as yeah. stated for the fourth or fifth time so far in this conversation, you know, I never got into this band and like <laughs> always you been never meaning. It's, it's one of those bands just like, how the fuck have I not, you know, it's one of those bands you couldn't, yeah. there's no way you could have avoided them in the eighties. Cause all the bands yeah. you liked open for them liked, at some point. I loved them. Yeah. Well, I no, think, yeah. I think where we were introduced to them too is a big deal because when we started getting into metal, they were into almost the hair metal sort of, of yeah. their career. Like the, that was turbo. The first album yeah, I ever heard from them was like, uh, the first album I ever had from them was Painkiller, which is not hair metal at all. It's, I mean, no, 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 no. It's no, a no, pretty no, thrash no, album. I mean, it's it's not yeah. full on hardcore thrash, but it was a, a big change from. And I, we talked about yeah. it a couple Ram of years down ago. Right? Was the like, album before that, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ram it down, which was another album with a fist. Yeah, but he it was, loves it, fisting. You get from Turbo. If you listen to Turbo Lover oh and then ram it down and then Painkiller, like there's a progression of they got heavier and better. Yes, Again, for sure. You know? Yeah, so thank God. I, I don't know. I think they're gonna get off the rails there a little I, bit. I mean, everybody, age, everybody kind of went with trends. Yeah. I mean, let's Kiss created a disco fucking album. You know, I mean, they probably were like, hey, right. yeah, probably yeah. had some kind of push from their label at the time. Whoever it was, just like, hey, maybe you should sound more like Motley Crue. And they probably mm-hmm. were like, fine, let's make some money, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Probably. I, I think it's interesting, though, because the the, the, al- the song we were just listening to from that first album, I like his voice a lot better than I do when he's doing his shrieking high-pitched stuff. Yeah. And actually, the yeah. song but I like... But it really does go to show how good of a fucking vocalist oh, he is. Oh, yeah. He's got an amazing sang. range. Oh, yeah. Range better than probably anyone. And the fact oh, that he can still but, do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's very impressive. And he's got to be, what, in that 60s, right? Did, did anybody listen to the, the Celestial 
album? I played some of it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's still he can. That's his new the Rob Halford's new um, Christmas album. Christmas Christmas album. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he's he can still sing pretty much just as great. He's kind of like Dickinson in that his voice. Yeah, is still just amazing. Yeah. And and you yeah. like how do yeah. you guys have th- thrashed your vocals for forty years and you're still doing this? Technique, uh, yeah. man. Technique. Technique. Exactly. What was it? Um, uh, <laughs> Naveed said, you know, like, you know, when these guys were all starting off, they were like throwing it, throwing themselves into the goddamn gears every single show, yeah. you know, showing their their talent and realizing very quickly, like, I can't do that and have yeah. this last forever. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, did what they, you know, well, I don't know what they, they did. Taught themselves what the fuck to do, and they're whatever the fuck they did. God damn it. Yeah. Please. Yeah teach someone else <laughs> yeah well i was saying earlier it's just i liked one of my favorite songs on defenders of the faith is um night comes down which is kind of slower mm. and doesn't have the same like shrieky it's the it's the token token ballad yeah. token ballad of the album yeah well there's another one that's like really the last song well, turn on your light which i didn't really like. yeah, yeah is that part of the original album i don't know what's it called yeah Turn, turn on your. No, that was that was not on the original album. Okay, because okay. I, I had this album. It was one of the Columbia House freebies. <laughs> but I love the chorus of this song. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I like that a lot. Like that's probably my favorite song on the album. And I just, I don't know, I like his voice a little better when he's not doing the, the high-pitched stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just me. Well, that, that kind of aligns with your disdain of um, King Diamond as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't like the, you don't like the high-pitched stuff. Um, well. But you love the Bobby Blitz. I, I like some high-pitched stuff. I just don't, yeah. there's, I don't know what it is. There's certain things. Yeah, like I, I like, you know. I, um, if... You go back to Rockarola and you play the third track, Winter, mm-hmm. which it's kind of, I think it's, it's, well, it's the beginning of Winter. It, it might be mixed as three songs on whatever you're. It's, it's on, four songs on Spotify. Yeah, yeah Winter, Deep Freeze, <laughs> but there's a, there's a Cheater. There's a big, like, Black Sabbath riff in this song very early on. Well, the song, the, the technically, the song is not very long. Because it's it's like a it's like an intro or it's very quiet. <laughs> Old album. I feel like there's a there's a big um, Iron Man, not a rip, but very close to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a slow Iron Man, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just slower. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's Sabbath oh, for sure. I, I didn't realize this. Diamonds and Rust is a Joan Baez cover. That maybe is why what? they is it really put it out twice because it wasn't there. That's why uh, it doesn't sound like anything else that they wrote. I mean, it's, mm, it, they do a great job sense. both times, but okay, it does stand out. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Dying to Meet You slash Hero Hero is a, a, another great song off that first album. Okay, and play more of that. And turn on your light is boring as hell. <laughs> it's what? <laughs> but not even. But God, would you ever so think this is Judas Priest? No. Right. No. It's like Led Zeppelin slash Black Sabbath. Sabbath, yeah. For sure. I found it fascinating to like hear the, the roots of this band, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. It's crazy. And then you listen to the next album, which is, called, I think, Sad Wings of Destiny. And it's it's not it's still not quite Judas Priest, but you can see with the mm-hmm. step. It's like a big step towards where you think of them. it. Has, uh... And then the third album, you're like, well, that's, that's obviously Judas Priest. Yeah. Victim of Changes is on Sad Wings of Destiny. Yeah, it's the first and, one. Uh, Forbidden. Uh, covered that song. Oh, okay. Yeah, they said this is. Well, a we Judas should. Priest we should. Um, we should move on because we're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna talk Judas Priest all night if we don't oh, all right. stop <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, this is gonna be a totally different podcast discussion. But Judas Priest is a good band that illustrates cheese ball and and metal, just lots of cheese. Yes. And it it's interesting that people love that because yeah, I had the same I, exact thought. Yeah, I don't generally love that. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear like. Jawbreaker and like these cheese ball, goofy, dumb, let's go hot rocking, you know, stuff like that is exactly. just so cheesy and people eat it up. Well, it's some just, people, yeah, some people that was, love it. you know, it's good driving music. I, guess. I think that's yeah. what I was, that's the point I was trying to make with the, the stereotypical heavy metal thing is that, yeah, I don't, I don't want that to be the, what people think the stereotypical heavy metal song is is like let's right. go get some chicks and drive hot fast cars and yeah. like that yeah and I, think- well, I mean it's so 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 ridiculous that you know i mean if you look at a, a lot of judas priest videos so much of them were about driving fast cars yeah. and getting the chicks well, you know you know they, they, they were feeding the into like and- yeah yeah but i mean it's all feeding into kind of that that basic you know I don't know how if you want to call it hard rock or heavy metal, you know, kind of mentality of machismo. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, it, it, it was they were they were writing they were writing to that audience, and yeah. that audience ate it. Up. Oh yeah, and I still love the fact that when Rob came out, it was oh, like, so awesome. all of those guys. <laughs> like you know song, how yeah. homophobic oh, we yeah. heard all of the shit back in the eighties. Oh, yeah. All those metal guys, like yeah, oh, all those that's, homosexuals. That song, I'm uh, beat their ass that song, "Eat Me Alive." Turn. The lyrics "Eat Me Alive" are hilarious when you when you put <laughs> those in, in that context, <laughs> like spread eagle to the wall, and you're you're what is it like you're you're. <laughs> <laughs> built to take it all or something like that <laughs> I'm like oh my god this is hilarious oh well you're well equipped to take it all that's what he says that song like, was um one of the <laughs> yeah we should talk about that because that was part of the the, uh, the pmrc pmrc's yes. big thing yep. went yep. off on that specific yeah, song yep. exactly and it's like <laughs> this is supposed to be like you know terrible a, a joke yeah <laughs> It, it, it like I I read a, a quick little quip from uh, from Rob Halford about it. It's just like that song 
we didn't even really care that much for it. It just ended, you know, it's one of those songs that ended up on the yeah. album. You know, <laughs> we, it was all tongue in cheek. You know, we thought it was kind of stupid, yeah. but you know, we released it, and then. Holy shit! <laughs> that became the big thing that led to all the other stuff that you know ended up uh, badly for us. But you know, yeah. That, Meanwhile, it's listed. It's listed. At, it was listed at number three on the PMRC's Filthy Fifteen, a list of yes. fifteen songs the organization found most objectionable. Uh, Tipper Gore said it was a song about oral sex at gunpoint. Uh, I don't what? Know what? Yeah, that's what she said it was about. Um, it's clearly about fucking a dude in the ass. <laughs> she yeah. missed the point on that one. I know. You blew it. <laughs> that probably happened too in the song. Exactly. I bet Tipper Gore wasn't a great lay. No, yes, no. I doubt Al Gore was either. Well, yeah, well, they deserved each other. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, I mean, well, he was coming out on stage in like you know, like I mean, uh, yeah, leather and like yes, he was. Like, exactly. Come on, dude! <laughs> You're I was thinking that what the bar in uh, um, uh, police oh, academy, the, uh, Blue Oyster Ball. God. Well, should we move on to Anthrax? Do it. Yeah. Sure. Right. Do it. So. Anthrax, the album is Fistful of Metal. Another album with a fist on it. Yeah. (laughs) I think Keith Keith missed that. And somebody. There it is. And here it comes. Yeah. There it is. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so um <laughs> if there was ever out al- if there were there was ever an album what? That uh, was completely ruined by a vocalist. I think this oh, would be this is one of them. Oof. Ugh. This guy sucks. Can I go first? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I let me first? start no, off no, no, because no, I mean, no, this, this, no, this. No, no. Let me go first. You're all wrong. <laughs> wrong? Yeah, I, wrong. yeah ruins well, yeah, this I album. Mean, one, I, I just need to say this because this was the very, very first album I ever bought with my own money. All right. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, it's better it went, than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> girls, girls, girls by Molly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But for this, you know, I'd gotten huge into Metallica and, my, you know, I won an album for my brother and I bought the black album for my brother and the kid down the street. But one way or another, I don't even remember when it was that I finally got around. I had enough money for my lawn mowing or whatever. And I went down, I went to buy, I wanted Anthrax. Anthrax was the band I needed. I'd seen ton of the videos like oh and they only had two of them and neither of them were the ones that i wanted so i figured the other one had to have probably been spreading the disease and so just like like staring at both i didn't know any of the tracks on either of them i'm just like all right and and you know 
let's face it, it was it was based on the album cover. I figured this one looks more violent, I guess. I mean, this album cover sucks. <laughs> it's, 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 a 2D, it's a 2D fist coming through what's kind of a... So bad. His mouth is like it's a, totally displaced on where it should be on the. Yeah, and like, it's, the, it's it's the same hand that's grabbing the head yeah, and no, wrong, no, yes, I don't exactly. know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, two sense. two right hands basically. Yeah. Right it could hands. be another guy holding the guy's head. I guess. Yeah, that could be. Or it <laughs> they, could they be, mentioned that. Scott even mentioned that in his book. He's like, yeah, we saw the album. We're like, oh, it's two wrong hands. It's yeah. or it's the same hand. <laughs> it's like, whoops. That's so crazy. Yeah. Well, okay, so we didn't. But one way or another, yeah. So this for for me, this 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 album holds like a significance. You know, like okay. I'm always going to have a soft spot into it. Sure. But let's face it, I bought this thing on tape, yeah. and God knows what the fuck happened to that tape. I hadn't listened yeah. to this goddamn thing in at least twenty years. Yeah. Holy shit! Does this album suck? No. Besides, <laughs> <not>. no. <laughs> well, Joe, Joe, Joe wants to defend it. So, well, let's get out the band members All real quick. Right. Yeah, all right, all right. The band members are Neil Neil Turbin on vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, his one and only album with the band. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Dan Spitz, lead guitar and rhythm guitar. Scotty in rhythm guitar. Uh, Danny Lilker on bass and Charlie Bedante on drums. Right. So Dan Lilker on bass, that was uh, also a little outlier, too. That was the only time he's been uh, on bass. Whoa. Yes. He was kicked out of this band... Because of Neil yeah. Turbin. Because of Neil Turbin. Yeah. Yep. Scott Ian. Then got kicked out. out of the band like two weeks after that. But we got nuclear assault out of the deal, so that's pretty good. Uh, you can't really complain True. too much yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Joe, you like this album? I did. I thought this was a, this was not one I owned when I was in my formative metal years. I had all the other Anthrax albums. I, this was not, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it never came up in the record and, and tape. What was that thing called? The uh, Columbia. Record and tape exchange. Uh, no, oh, no, the Columbia, Columbia, House. Columbia House. No, yeah, I think yeah. this was on Megaforce, so it wouldn't have it's, been. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on Megaforce. So yeah. we, we never, yeah. my brother and I, we never got it. And um, it was just never part of like. Because you're not real fans. <laughs> <laughs> that was, Anthrax was my back patch, motherfucker. <laughs> That, that is right. Band. That was one of the first things I ever noticed about you. Was I was always like, I gotta don't, hang out with that guy. Don't fuck with me <laughs> about anthrax. anthrax backpatch. Yeah, they were one of my. Adam, and here we are. It. So, the, um, <clears throat> like, is it among the living? Right. Everything I knew about them was Joey Belladonna forward, and um, I didn't really get into this. I didn't really seriously listen to, to the, this album until we were doing this uh, podcast, huh. and I was pleasantly surprised. Really, wow. I mean, yeah, I you're the only one. I think the the production for 1984 was pretty fucking good. Production's okay, um, yeah. I think, Alex Perry yeah, Alice, yeah. assistant producer, by the way. He was a part of that, yeah. It was yep. it was John Zazula, right? Was the the main producer? He was the executive. Says, producer. Executive, yeah. So he probably didn't do the, a goddamn thing. And I then don't remember the, the main guy's name. Does Carl Kennedy. Carl yeah. Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah. I think I, I appreciate that you can hear all like the instruments. Star Wars. Yeah. I like a lot of albums from that era. Um, the yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the songwriting for the era. Like, I, I get that Neil Turman's vocals are not good. Yeah. He sounds like, um, you know, like a a third rate Joey Belladonna. Yeah, so, he's a third rate. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I would want to. I want to say Motley Crue, but he's not even yeah. close to that. He's well, like a third I rate Crocus. Apparently, his <laughs> stage presence was, was was a big deal of why they kept him. I think he was. Huh. It was a big deal for them, but um, 
the uh um I, I don't know. I think that it was solid thrash songwriting. I, I don't have any No, I have no with problem with the songs at all. That that I mean, for the most part, the riffs were great. There's some really yeah, good the, riffs. The playing yeah. Good, yeah. For I just for, for that era, I think they were just right I mean, they were they were right where they they should have been. Then I I get why they were uh, you know, a big deal. And I also get why they wanted to find a new singer. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a way a little better. But I don't think Neil Turbin was so bad that um, hmm. he's shit on the album. Um, can you play? Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> you want to rebut? I, I do. Uh, okay, yeah. I couldn't Let's take get it. Into like, this. The metal yeah. thrashing, metal thrashing, mad. There's a scream at the. You know, I'll play it. One forty-eight minute. Yeah, the one forty-eight mark. One minute forty-eight seconds. <laughs> okay. I know. Let's take it up. Why? <laughs> You're not in key anyway. Oh no, he's just terrible. That's that's obviously, that's that's obviously that goes against your that goes against your uh, high pitch thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, also, I like singers who are actually in key. That, that helps. Well, Joey Belladonna was so. not in key a lot too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but That's true. Uh, I don't know. There's I, obviously I, a Judas Priest thing going on there, though. I just, I mean, but yeah, yeah. The like are, they're 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 clean. You know, the solos are, are good. The uh, the instrumental on this album I thought was good. Yeah, it's the Iron Maiden instrumental. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, yeah. There's, there we go. Across was it across the river? Uh, yeah, yeah. We might have heard that riff before, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but they're they're nailing it in the the. Well, yeah, Charlie Benante. <laughs> playing the Iron Man is ridiculous, <laughs> even back then. Oh, yeah, yes. he is. He does a lot I of really agree. cool stuff on this album. He's you can tell he's it's not as good as he got, but. Yeah, he's. This is like he uses a splash on this album, which I don't think he's ever used since. But I heard a splash <laughs> symbol. Interesting. I was like, "Whoa, splash!" Oh, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember where it was, but it's on there somewhere. I think there's more of this album than you guys are giving it credit for. Well, some of you. It's just that the vocals just when he starts singing, you're like, "God damn it, shut well, up!" A lot of times I just didn't hear yeah, the vocals, the which is kind of pleasant. Um, yeah. Can you play Eric the? Um, just play the intro of Anth- the song Anthrax, and then. Mm-hmm. Play Equal Rights by Nuclear Assault. <laughs> oh, I can already hear it. Oh, yeah. Uh, gee, I wonder who wrote that part. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Uh, there you go. So Wilker has song credits, <clears throat> writing credits on seven of these songs, yeah. according to the band. Well, yeah, he and, I mean, three. he and he and uh, Scott Ian formed the band, so yeah. I'm yeah. sure they were writing songs like crazy. Yeah, um, it's funny because Scott Ian's name is Rosenfeld on the back of the album. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, it says Scott Ian, but in the, in the song credits, it says like Lilker or <laughs> Rosenfeld. Wait, I have Lilker as nine on this. Really? Yeah, Lilker's on every single Wait. one except for the Alice Cooper cover. Huh. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> oh, wait. Death from, above, Death from Above on mine. He's not on that one. I also thought of Howling, Fur- Howling Furies. The, um, his bass is, is very Judas Priest. Like, hmm. I, I'm, I, I thought it was a cover when I was listening to it because I was like, this is not like a thrash <clears throat> bass. Part. I think I got that vibe too when I listened to that song. He's just locked into one note with the, ri- the riffs changing around it. And you don't really ever hear that in thrash metal, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, I don't. Get to it. Well, it's when they come in. Yeah. yeah. I will say that's not bad. They're vocally. Yeah, that's, like that's I can bad. deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually sounds kind of Belladonna-ish. Yeah. The vocal harmony. A lot of this stuff does. It sounds like a very bad Joy Belladonna. <laughs> and you should at least play Matt, Metal Thrashing Mad, right? Because they, they, that was a staple oh, yeah. for them. You know, with no, Belladonna. It was a long time. Yeah, I mean... It's very anthrax. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> you should play the Beldana version of this, or you should play a John Bush version of this. Oh, jeez. Just for Keith. Specifically. That is the, uh... The standard Benante drum beat right there. I know Keith is an anti-Bush anthrax guy. But if you hear the progression from Turban to Belladonna to, to uh, Bush, maybe maybe he'll be a convert. Let's see. I don't think that song's going to convert me to anything. Benante loves that drum beat. Now, is this on... Uh, People on uh, Friggin' and the Regan album. It's already better with Belladonna. But uh, I thought it was on Armed and Dangerous. There, I, it is, yeah, it is. That's what uh, I'm pulling yeah. the phone now. I had that EP too. Yeah, me too. Mm. Oh, that's not much better. <laughs> No, no, no. All right, let's try this. Yeah. Oh, it's tuned down. It's already better. Yeah, I think so. Oh, for his voice. John Bush is so good. Oh.
better. Also, Scotty Ian doing back vocals. Right? That is, that's, uh, that's how it's most better. Be. They finally <laughs> yeah. got it. I love John Bush's voice. Yeah. It took him, what, 15 <laughs> years or whatever? Yeah. God. And then I, no. That was what, like 96 or something like that? Later than that. Was 95? That was uh, 98, 99? It was later than that. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Probably the last thing he did with them, that's right? That's the greater of two. Maybe the live album? Yeah. So that, yeah. that's in 2000. That's like 2004. Is it that late? Oh wow. Yeah, because okay. oh, he gosh. left. He was. Uh, we've come from. We saw. We saw the originals in 2005. Was Joe, Eric, and I were together. Yeah, for that. Were that was there. For that that was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Was Jacks. Yeah. 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 So I think that Greater of Two Evils came out in 2004. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Anyway, that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great album. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, if you want to hear good <laughs> songs from this first album, go you listen to hear that. The- Maybe the yeah. versions of their own. There's only like three on that one. Songs. I think. Listen to that too. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is up with "I'm 18" on this album? Why oh, yeah. oh, okay. exactly. why is the third song on the album? Who puts a cover. I mean, the, third song. the cover. The cover I mean, is the third. Song. The third song is supposed to be like you know. Maybe the second is your best. Yeah. Your second or uh, third is always should be the best song on the album. There's a fucking cover of that song. Of, of, of fucking so Alice weird. Cooper. We've said that yeah. many, many times, though. Like <clears throat> the third song. Well, this is a is, cover. yeah. The last episode, yeah. The last episode, the, both the albums. The third song was a cover, which is it's weird. Maybe it's like an eight. Oh no, that was instrumental. Sorry, that was instrumental. instrumental. Yeah, but just having oddball things early in the album seemed to be a. The, the end of it. I'm 18. Yeah. Sounds a lot like uh, one of um, shit. <laughs> big F bad. Yeah. Well, it sucks. <laughs> it sounds like a, a big F um, chorus. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. A, a weird Al? What? No, big, F. <laughs> big F. The band, the big F that, that oh, you didn't like. That play, weird Al. I didn't like the kind of the outro choruses. Uh. Oh yeah, it sounds like um, All your lies They keep coming coming. Oh yeah, yeah, Dr. Vine (laughs) Yeah, it's all like Dr. Vine He's on crowd Not that long ago Same drum beat Yeah Yeah, Yeah, it has a similar Production sound even yeah, I mean, there, there are moments on this album I really enjoy. There are certain riffs, like that song, I don't know how to butcher the name, Sub, Sub, Subjugator. Subjugator. Yeah, that is my favorite song on this album. There's some down. really I good riffs in that song. For 84, yeah. it's, I think it's a great uh, thrash album. Great as well. Let's face it. For 84, yeah, at 84, thrash was just starting. Right. You know? but, yeah, that's true. Yeah. True. I mean, if I, if I had been of, of age in 84, I would have been like, sure. this, is, "This is my shit." You wouldn't be alive now. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Of the time, you know, of that period. I, I was thinking about what, this what today. Like, if, to, so. if you want to compare um, debut albums of like Exodus or Slayer versus this album, where do you mm. fall? Like this, well, well played. <laughs> yeah, Clean. I can't say anything. Well about played, Exodus well played, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're up against, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot cool. to go against, and this was a, a, this is a strong 
debut, which I, I didn't think going into um, like kind of studying the album. Like I didn't, I didn't think I was going to feel that way about it, but I was like, this is, it's, it's, it's well, it, for the time it's well mixed. The, the refs are strong. Uh, I know the vocals aren't great, but they're, they're buried a lot too, which is kind of, so there's an inconsistency in that, but I mean, it's a pretty for 84. It's a fucking good album. I think there's like three or four really good, well-written songs. I think there's a lot that suffers on this album from bad songwriting. I just mean like, I feel like riffs were thrown in there, like tempo changes for just because it needed a tempo change. And here's a good riff. Let's throw it here. Let's, and then put that other riff back. It doesn't, there's no good song structure. So yeah, I know. I get that. Um, So I don't know. I think it's, I I feel like it's an underrated thrash album. I, I was surprised to feel this way about it. It's a horrible mm. album cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Which almost makes it charming in a way. But, <laughs> I mean, if you, the, the fact, actually, I think I, I read somewhere that Metal Thrashing Mad was the first time thrash was used in like a, a metal sense. Mm. So, yeah, um, that's not surprising. They, yeah. They, even that, they get some, they should get some credit for. Um, sure. I got, um, I got, and maybe the, maybe there's a reason th- they kept uh, Neil Turner for a while. But I got some Paul Stanley vibes on a couple of songs. Oh yeah, well, they, I could see you, that. You know what? I I and there's a we we've talked about like there's a New York thrash vibe or a sound, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. captured here. And um, of course, Kiss is a New York band. I, yeah. yeah. These guys love Kiss. Still, oh, still yeah, love they Kiss. Yeah, there's so. there's parts where I I can see where Overkill was was kind of in that same vibe as this album. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I'm the only one who like thinks there's a there's a sound the the riffing. There, there's no, there, a, there's for sure. Like yeah, there's an East Coast. Lok, there's yeah. Loker and and Ian. And, yeah. Uh, well, and Overkill. You said it. Compare it to like Exodus and Slayer. Yeah. There's just the riffs sound more punk. Yeah, and, and hardcore sure. than the, the West Coast stuff, and all the West Coast stuff sounds more glam. No, <laughs> you're, you're just being an antagonist now. Nah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, fuck you, mm-hmm, that guy. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to be serious here, bitch. Oh uh, well, I don't know. I, I we should probably move on to Metallica. We should. I mean, we it seems well. It seems there's a. There's a, one person has a very strong opinion. The rest of us are like, no, it sucks. I mean, let's face it. Are you guys that anybody, anti this album? I don't, I mean, no, I'm anti the singer. I, the album okay, I get that. No, I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to defend Neil Turbin. Look, well, I'm not going to yeah. go listen to this album. And like, yeah. if I'm picking an anthrax album, I'm not picking this one. I didn't, like, I didn't, I'm going to go back to I, it. I didn't feel at any point like, oh God, with this fucking end. Like, it was that Def Leppard album we covered. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but it was. I mean, you was, heard John Bush sing. You heard what it could sound like. Yeah. I put myself here. into the place where the, the, that was the singer they had and that was the time frame they were in. Yeah. And it's I pretty, I think it's a pretty fucking good album. In those terms, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But yeah. as just listening to this, like, it hasn't held up well. If, if, mean, yeah. I mean, to me, if, if you're like comparing this, if you're taking this out of 1984 and comparing it to the rest of music that you could listen to, the rest of anthrax you could listen to holy shit is this at the bottom of that goddamn list 
I'm not, well, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> you're, yeah. yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's, I mean, it's good that there, there are some high it. points. There are, I mean, it's, I mean, let's face it, you can't go wrong with with the with some of the songwriting talent on here. But you know, Benante, who writes most of Anthrax, only as, as writing credits on three of these tunes. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so obviously he was probably just kind of getting into that. I mean, as we all, as you know, Eric mentioned, this band was created by Ian and and Lilker. They were writing all this shit, and then slowly kind of got the rest of the people, you know, pulled in. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's face it; it's evolved. I mean, let's face it; it didn't take too long. <laughs> you know, their best yeah. is Among the Living, and you know that was you know two albums later. So uh, they, they kind of hit the ground running pretty quite pretty. But well they have some other tied other good bests. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they have a huge I mean, amount of great stuff. Uh, Sound of White Noise. Yeah, Sound of White Noise. Yeah. No, the last two albums are really fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for all King worship great. music. I worship music. Right up there awesome. with, oh, ab- yes. My God. Was the King's one? What, what was that? Um, for all. For, for all, all Kings. Kings. God damn, that's great song. album. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Album. I mean, they've been writing some really great songs, and and the longevity is pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Keep writing such great songs yeah. at this point in their career. So it's good. It's good to have them in in. And still in writing music, okay. so still putting out good music. It's great. Yeah, it is. Did Scotty and rag on this album in his book? He ragged book, on so. Neil Turbin a lot. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't like him. There's a really good story actually about how when he kicked him out, he, <laughs> he like they they got everything lined up and they were they like made sure they had. I think they, I don't know if they had hired Belladonna already. No, but, there was a guy between them. Okay, that so but, recorded. But he was so excited. He like. He like he puts in his book. He he, I, he goes, "This is one of the greatest days of my life." I called up the dude. and was like, "You are out, motherfucker!" And he was like <laughs> screaming at him. On the phone. He's like, "Goodbye, I'm never talking to you again," or some shit like that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he was so excited to fire that guy. I he believe was, Neil, he sounded like an asshole. Like a complete well, the, I, asshole. I believe I've read wow. an interview with him where Neil still feels that like this was the greatest thing that Anthrax has ever done. Oh and my god! Nothing well, of course he does. Well, yeah, he would. He would. He would threaten them like you he's like you fire me you're gonna i'm i'm what's holding the band together i'm the greatest oh, thing in this band you God. fire me you guys are screwed for life so he was that kind of guy yes yes yeah. so yeah, break he was the kind of guy that would put the floor to the though the pedal to the metal to <laughs> get his foot into the floor roar. and yeah, get his right. lady by his side <laughs> It makes his pistons bold. Oh, wait. Wait. Wrong, oh, yeah. Wrong band. Sorry. Wrong band. Wait, is that the same guy? Similar mentality. They hung out, probably. Huh. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Different coasts, but. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue. <laughs> All right. Because Mustaine wrote everything on this. He wrote half of the next album we're talking about. That's right. <coughs> what, what album is that? Let me pause. Well, there's nothing from 74 we can talk about by Metallica, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> <laughs> so Metallica, the album is Ride the Lightning. Which uh, one is band that? members. Who? Who? Yeah, band members like you don't know, but James Hetfield rhythm guitar vocals, Lars Oliver drums, Cliff Burton on bass, and Kirk Hammett lead guitar. So play a little bit of What uh, band is it? Never heard Metall- of Met- Metallica? Met- Metallica? Something like that? <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. Well, since we're listening to this, I might as well just... So pretty. So you say that, and it's funny you say that, because I was... Like 
randomly, um, I found this on Reddit. Very, it was because that right there, I was like, "Is that harpsichord I'm hearing? What is that instrument?" Right, calliope. So someone on Reddit pointed out that it's actually pulled. At least this is what they said the inspiration was from. No ads, peace. The Barquay, the bar. They went because Minuit and G. They ripped it off. What? They ripped it off. They're listening. To, well, Cliff probably did. To classical music. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking that's a Cliff thing. Yeah. Anyway, it changes. What do you mean? <laughs> a little bit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh. That riff? What the hell is he doing? It's a bullshit. We should ask Dave for staying. should probably stop it but, yeah. yeah so man this album so a lot of people's favorite album by metallica I know uh, a lot yeah of and it's their favorite album so we heard it in obviously 86 but can you imagine so if you heard the if you heard kill them all in 83 and you're like all right this is really good <laughs> imagine buying this the day it came out putting it on and hearing this you'd be like oh my god <laughs> i mean it must have been like just jaw dropping well, yeah yeah i wanted to ease into that because Metallica <laughs> has been shit on for their changes of sound right throughout their mm-hmm. yeah. career and if you're paying attention like kill them all to this right away they made a Huge. humongous change in their their yeah their songwriting I mean, and their sound massive yeah and people don't I don't think want to realize it or they just ignore it they just like the album, so they're not going to say anything bad about it. Yeah, because it's it's fast and yeah, it's thrashy and fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was their was first. Too. Was that? Yeah, but this was their first yeah. one that had a quote unquote ballad, right? Fade to yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. They got but shit if, for that. If, like, well, they, I mean, they may have started that trend that has gone to you know. I mean, face it, it hit testament, and then all of a sudden, every goddamn band had a had to have a, t- a ballad. A ballad, yeah. <laughs> But not Slayer. The, the, <laughs> no, not The Slayer. difference from Kill Em All to this album is almost as, if you really look at it, it's almost as extreme as Injustice to Black, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is not, so. there's nothing Kill Em All about this album. No. And no. this, this album is right. so much That's more thrash it. than I, th- I feel like yeah. anything on, um, Kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kill like, all. There's, there's no. There's no double bass on Kill them all. This. Th- yeah. B- 
You don't think Whiplash is a thrash? I mean, it's thrash it is. And No Remorse has a thrashy bit, but like in terms of like it's just not, but straight just, up. I feel like this is one of the quintessential like all-time thrash albums. Like this is like Absolutely. This is like the a, first two songs alone. This huge of this genre came from <laughs> from here, just right? A, I mean Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, look at the songwriting on the, on this album. Like compare the songwriting on this to other stuff at the time. It's insane. Holy I mean, shit. Well, I mean, that is, this is one band that we really shouldn't do that with because, uh, I mean, let's, we all know who the hell the main songwriter is doing this in, in, you know, oh, for this band. I mean, let's face it. I mean, that guy can, that guy has got better songwriting. That guy can write a hook better than any motherfucker out there in the genre. <laughs> um, it's weird that he couldn't recreate or su- surpass Metallica when, after he left. Do you think he? He's I, 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 I'm talking. Right? I'm not talking about talking- Mustaine right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, <laughs> that, 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 that comment is towards Hetfield. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I mean, but the, the one thing for me, like you know, back you know when I first got into metal, you know, it was before the Black Album, and you know everybody was always like, oh, what's the best, you know, Metallica album and everybody that had any common sense would know that it's master puppets um <laughs> you know and, and as time has gone on we know that injustice for all is second but um you know uh yeah, i agree for Thanks me it was always a flip-flop yes. it was for me it was always a flip i know you know you ford brothers you know got some crap on kill them all and i still don't necessarily understand it because i would always well, say i think i said better that than this one but you think listening to this listening to this Oh, I no. did, I did, yeah. but listen, that's another thing. I didn't own this album until this summer. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, what? But you've heard <laughs> this it. This summer. You just didn't own it. Well, you, I, I didn't, yeah. I, I imagine you've heard it. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> you blew yeah, it! I, <laughs> I finally, I finally, uh, my, my brother had it. My brother had this one. My brother was the Metallica guy. You know, he was the Megadeth guy. He was the Maiden guy. I was. Uh, it's okay. I have older brothers. I didn't yeah. own a lot of albums until yeah. later in life. When, when it came to like my brother and I, you know, having very small incomes ourselves, like right, you know, right. each of us kind of took over a band, and that would be, he'd be the person. I had Anthrax. I had the entire Anthrax collection. So, but you know, yeah. hey, I had Metal Thrash. <laughs> Well, you mentioned, uh, but you mentioned James can write a hook, but yeah. you can really thank Cliff for that because, at least according to Wikipedia, it was yeah. it was Cliff who really introduced. I mean, I knew this already, but it was it was Cliff who really introduced him to like music theory and and chord progressions and and how this goes with this and and like and I think that's what really stands out on this album as opposed to Kill 'Em All. Like, yeah, that's got to be the biggest difference in this album was Cliff and and really Kirk's contributions as well. Those two contributing to the songwriting and it really really shows yeah yeah i mean they were leagues ahead of people at this time frame in 84 i mean time out as we've joked many times i mean mustaine wrote all the music for both of these (laughs) albums (laughs) we should we should change it all we should yeah we should we should because because there are some songwriting credits that he gets one right i think it's two we talk about oh, yeah, ride, the, ride, ride the lightning. lightning. Ride the lightning. Yeah. Oh, ride lightning. Okay. Yeah. Mustaine. He gets I don't know which riffs they are. Well, Calcutta. We know which 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 riff it is, but uh, ride the lightning. I'm not sure. We can get into that if you want to. Um, yeah, sure. We were talking about Hangar 18 earlier, so mm-hmm. yeah. So Calcutta opens with this. Oh, you want to play it? Yeah. 
If you know Hangar 18, you already recognize this. You should. Right? You should. Fuck. That's it, right? I mean, I gotta say, that kicks some ass. Oh, yeah. So it's the same, same notes. It's single note picking versus a chord. Is all it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're both chords, but it's single note versus strumming. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that song was originally and, called "When Hell Freezes Over." When uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because on yeah on the demos, um, mm-hmm. both songs are fucking awesome. So mm-hmm. I think it's great well, that yeah. they both they kind of split off. They made their mm-hmm. own versions of that song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and Burton, <clears throat> oh my God, the stuff yeah. that he's doing on that song. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> Eric, I, I would just sent you a link, but um, if you you can find the enhanced based versions, you know, on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, one was Ride the Lightning because there's, there's so many licks kind of in that. I guess it's middle of the song. There's a lot. I mean, the, the song is very instrumental. As it as it stands, but yeah, um, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah, there's so much shit that Cliff is doing that you don't really hear because the production is is very poor. On on, the, it's this was yeah, Fleming Rasmussen's first uh, first Metallica. Yeah, album and and he he was on all of his albums very guitar first. Yeah, I don't. I like the production. I, I get what you're saying, where it's, things are kind of buried, but it's well, got a warm if, a warm sound to it. There's a Call of Cthulhu. Um, Enhanced version. Like what they do with Injustice? Well, they, I don't... What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, where they've, where they've resurrected the bass lines and actually you can hear them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you can... And I listened to this whole album with the uh, enhanced playing and um, <clears throat> it, it, I get where the guitar is buried a little bit in the bass when you, when you up the bass guitar, but it's such a shame that Cliff was, you know, he he was the by far the best musician in that band, especially yeah. then. And yeah, he yeah. he kind of yeah. gets. We, we we talk about Jason getting shit on um, Justice for All, but Cliff on on his on not the first album, but the next two, uh, this album and and uh, Master Puppets. You really, he's buried as fuck. You know, you can't really hear what he's doing, and it's a shame. I, I think that was more of an aspect of the overall music industry. I mean, bass back in classic rock was a huge part of everything that was happening. But bass was, especially but, when synthesizers picked up, like the the, the what is it, uh, new wave of the early nineties. Like bass was almost erased from all of that. Everything was high end bullshit. But and I think I, that's kind of just what I, ended up. A lot if you of- listen, well, take uh, contemporary albums like um, Oh yeah, spreading the disease. You can hear the bass. You take yeah. any Overkill album. Really, you can all hear right. the bass. Um, yeah, even oh, yeah. Um, among the living, which came out the year after um, Master Puppets. That's true. The bass okay, is that's loud as fuck on that. All right. Like if I compare the production of Among the Living to Ride the Lightning, I take Ride the Lightning no. every day. Just hell no. 
this oh among the living like that. Crazy. It's got that it's nice great. rich. Yeah, you among the living. You hear what you like, you can pick out what you want to hear. One of the best of the. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know, for me, for me, I, I go back to kind of, uh, this is me trying to kind of remember my, my mindset, you know, from 89, 90, you know, when I was first getting into all that stuff, like for me, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, puppets was obvious number one and, you know, ride the lightning and kill them all would always kind of flip flop. And I always felt like, you know, this album, oh, like the first half is incredible, but the second half, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Creeping Death is one of the best songs yes. possibly yeah. in their entire lineup. But this is a very, and it, you know, probably like me saying that maybe hopefully harkens some of you guys back to the uh, concept I had, not concept, uh, how I felt about Peace of Mind. Which is just as ridiculous, you know. It, you know that had the, the the quest for fire and to tame a land. This one has the trapped under ice and escape. And oh, going, back and, going back and listening to it, going back and listening to it, going back and listening to it now. You know, bear in mind. You know, my comparison here is when I'm looking. You know, comparing this to just to justice and puppets. Um, escape doesn't sound oh. like a Metallica song. No, well, really. there's a reason for that. You know the story behind that, right? I don't. It sounds like a Maiden song, though. So they wrote this entire album without Escape. They handed it to the record company, and the record company said, you don't have a hit on this album. Go write a hit song. Yeah. And then that's what they wrote, Escape. You know, radio Metallica song. hates that song. They've never played it live. They played it live once because they did Ride the Lightning in its entirety back in like 2016 right. or 2015 or something like that. And so that's the only time they played it live. They hate it. They don't. Want anything to do with All right. uh, yes. I think I think I James hated it too. Hates it. <laughs> Who? James? I think James specifically hates it. I'm not sure if the rest of them hate it, hate it, but James really hates it. <laughs> What's funny is it kind of worked on me. Like I, when I first heard this album, I loved that song. Yeah. And I, the first two songs along, well, one of the first song, the very first song I ever learned on guitar was "For Whom the Bell Tolls," and like the fourth or fifth was "Escape." Hmm. It sounded good. Live. I'm right there with you, Eric. I'm right there with you because that was. The uh, I think it was probably the first song I could play well as yeah. a, as a bass player was uh, Escape. A lot of open notes, just do, 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 do. it was just fun to play. Like, yeah. and, and I was I was kind of trying to play it today a little bit, just to kind of I, I was listening to you know these albums just to kind of refresh, and um, it's just is it's a fun album to play or it's a fun song yeah. to play. The um, and I know they hate the uh, they hate the song, and it's like a, a taboo like subject with them or or the fan base probably right. But the, it, I, never I was trying to think it. of it like, can you think of like another band that had if they'd put that out song out like imagine Van Halen put that song out like that would be their <laughs> right. best That'd song. be their heaviest song. Like <laughs> fuck yes, Escape <laughs> is their. It's, because it's it's still a fucking good song. It is. They're, it's, they're, but it's, it, the thing is, writing it, it for it to be a hit. But it, it, what number one? Who cares if it was that a hit song? Or not? That song does not fit the rest of this album. It, that's at all. It doesn't. That's but if, true. I mean, that's the one thing I was really thinking about when I was listening to this. Like you yank that out and put it into. I mean, like, like a, really, a like, like, I tried to kind of like think like who does this sound like? And for me, I don't know why, but I was just thinking it was Maiden. Like I was just like if Maiden did a cover of this. Fucking shit! That would be incredible. So there were um, there were four songs on this album that were written primarily in the studio. Did you do read about that? Yeah. No. No. Obviously, Escape was one. 
um, Trapped Under Ice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, For whom the bell tolls, and I for, I forget the other one. Um, I can I can. It wasn't Fade to Fire with Fire. No, no, that wasn't that was demoed. There because they the other four they played live before the um, recording studio. So let me yeah. look it up. You want to play a little bit of that enhanced bass version of Kalgatulu while you look at it? I w- yeah, if if you can pull that up, I would. I want to the the um, Kalakatulu bass. Well, there's there's two songs on this album that I think are really underserved by the production, and uh, Call of Cthulhu is obviously one because Cliff obviously. is just like going nuts on a, a lot of oh, the, yeah. uh, turnarounds. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. At least yeah. in the you know, like in the initial riffs, and then. Um, <clears throat> On Red the Lightning in the uh, sort of like the uh, musical interlude part, there's a lot of stuff he's doing that you, it, unless you really you have good speakers or good headphones and you're really like attuned to it, you're not going to hear. And I, yeah. I think it's a shame because he's, I mean, he's fucking Cliff Burton. He's the best, yeah. he's the best metal bass player. Um, him and Steve Period. Harris are yeah. like the best metal bass players by bar none ever. Fuck off if you think somebody else. <laughs> fuck Getty Lee. Fuck anyone else. Well, he's not. That's not he's metal. not metal. Well, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Like those two guys are the the sh- the, the fucking top of you know the well, middle base. So. Oops, the best. Is there a version of uh, Ride the Lightning like this too somewhere? You were saying was that you said Ride the Lightning was the other one? That- yeah, the, the um, I guess it would be at this the second chorus where they they kind of do like a, the the musical inter interlude part. Yeah, That's yeah, I understand. Well. Um, yeah, he's just all over the place. I did. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's the boss. Yeah, that is that is really, really, really good. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. That that could they 
could have benefited greatly from having that louder on the album. Yeah, sure. that's yeah. weird that it. Hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> they benefited greatly from just his existence. Yes. Well, yeah. But uh, they really could have uh, exposed how incredible he was a lot better. That's a yeah. shame. Yeah. Because even the re- the remastered version doesn't <laughs> sound like that. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I mean, it wasn't Lars remixed, it was remastered. So. Lars actually planted the ice destroyed the bus. <laughs> yeah. He slipped on that I mean, black ice. Yeah. Of course. Man, why did I realize that? Man, it takes total sense at this point. You saw Knives Out. You should know this. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it. It's very good. I have not seen it yet. <laughs> well, it's all about Lars killing the guy at the very beginning. <laughs> God. That is the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a version of this on CD where uh, on Fade to Black you could you okay I had two versions one you could hear the goodbye and one you could not hear the goodbye oh it did uh, Fade to Black oh, Fade really? to Black yeah and then the one yeah. where you could hear goodbye somebody stole from me oh which no is ironic because he wrote that song because somebody stole his shit yeah right and then I, right. I kept buying the CD over and over trying to find a version that had the goodbye on it I bought it like three more times and I could not get another version with the goodbye oh. and uh, like they printed Certain ones. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was bizarre. Because now you hear it's just normal. You just hear it. But I should still have the version here that doesn't have the goodbye. It's there, but you got to listen really close. It's really buried. John's got a version that is green. Is that? I know he has the green. Yeah, the French press. The red. He's got the uh, vinyl that. It's a mist green. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how is it misprint that it was green? Yeah. They, it's they, a matter of the plastic that it's What's well, a blue album, Keith? He's talking about the, the album cover itself was was green instead no, of blue. No, he's got the, the the record I think is green. Oh really? The record's green? Yeah. Because there's a, could, a green album. Maybe go like, find it. Mm, like I mean, the instead of blue it's green, but that was a mistake. Maybe it's that. I don't remember. Yeah. That was there it's was a cool. limited run. Which by the way, I saw that at mm. Record convergence for like There's five dollars. Misprints of oh, for whom the who, for whom the money. bell tolls, right? Oh yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, or for whom the bells toll. Yeah, yeah, I think that's there, right. Yeah, yeah. There's so a, I I saw the green one at record convergence, and I didn't have any money. I went back to get money, came back, and of course it was gone. You should have. Uh, it was five dollars. <laughs> you should have held them up. Held them up. And nobody would let me borrow money. I'm like, can I just give? No. Mm. Oh yeah. well. Well, your friends were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. It's worth well, we're still on kind of Call of Cthulhu. They, you know, they, James has gone back and said, I kind of wish I'd spelled Cthulhu correctly. Yeah, <laughs> it is silly. Why? It's spelled, well, it's spelled wrong. Well, with spelled, the scenes that are get? Basically, I think. Yeah, I think it's, which, it's supposed to be CH and they used a K, yeah. but that, I think that was so they, people would pronounce it correctly, but who cares? It's an instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna. Um, so what? What is the um, for people who don't know? What's the progression from Call of Cthulhu to current Metallica albums? Uh, oh yeah, songs that that, that follow that and so theme. So oh, it should not be on Master Puppets, right? Right. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. The thing it should not be was the next one, mm-hmm. which then, is um, probably. I mean, god damn, that might be my. That could that's, be my favorite Metallica song of that's all time. That's a real song. That's up there. That's a fucking good song. It's that's a good song, but it's well, so heavy. It's, 
I don't uh, know. It, it's not as good as Welcome Home Sanitarium. It's no, it's better. Yeah, I would say it's better. I uh, I think I like that better. Sanitarium to me is the best. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just I just for me I like the heavy. <laughs> Wait, terrible yeah, when song. you're comparing like you're, you're comparing yeah. two songs that would, if anyone else had written them, written them would be. Their best, their best right. song, and not even <laughs> anything. Well, just, yeah. like, right. just like Escape would have been. There's so, how many bands would have yeah. loved that There's to be their big escape. song. When, when I when I listen to that, like I'm just like, oh, this is this is that one that really really sucks. You know what? It's not really that bad. You know what? If Maiden had done this, it would have been fucking awesome. Well, like, it's not a. I, I, well, I swear God, it's not a bad song. That, that chorus, that chorus. Think about Bruce doing that chorus, and it's like. Holy shit, that could really be done well. I don't even. I, I don't even think this song is bad. No, I don't. I, mean, I don't dislike it's, it's the song. It's not bad. No, exactly. it's good. Like, it just is an oddball on the album. It, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's not a thrash song. No, it's I not mean, a thrash that song. That was no. the biggest thing for me. I think, like back in the day, like this song sucks. You know what? <laughs> it doesn't. But it definitely doesn't belong in this album in any way, shape, or form. Maybe not, but it was it great really when you were trying maybe... to learn bass guitar and to Metallica, <laughs> and that was one of them. <laughs> you're like, yes, I can play this. So that's, that's interesting because angry, I, I mean, if you, but, but even before I was trying to play bass to it, I, it was a song. I, I thought I liked the song. Bruce, if Bruce was doing this vocal, <laughs> I think when, when I heard the, the Seattle solo of Kirk playing, um, yeah. Yeah. The thing that should not be, you know, it, when they came out, like that cemented it to me. Oh, like, it's so good. It, with James. In the background <laughs> so good. Going, uh, no, you know, it was like, I was like, okay. Like, I thought I liked this song the best. <laughs> now I like it the best. Whatever you think about this album, there's three staples of their set list, right? Oh, yeah. oh of course, yeah. Never skip. Well, and that's I was going to say, Creeping Death. I I, yeah. I can't hear that song without hearing it live now. Like yeah. there yeah. are certain elements of that song now that I just say out loud. I'm here I'm driving my car, and I'm, I'm hearing, you know, die, die, motherfucker, die, die. You know, yeah, I always course. do that. Right. Of course. Like, you know, that there's hi hats that are missing on the album because I'm so used to hearing them live, and and Chinas <laughs> that aren't there that I'm so used to hearing live. I'm like, what do you mean, China? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. He never uses China. <laughs> no, never. I uh, think that you know what, uh, and Cliff Mall or um, the Cliff Mall tape doesn't it start off with um, Creeping Death? Yeah, I think uh, so. yes. Because I mean, like it's it's ingrained in my 
than my my head like yeah, yeah with the strobe lights <laughs> it's it, that when i got that i got that for christmas one year and it was like fuck yeah <laughs> yes like every <laughs> yes. and that's right yeah i don't i that was when i started playing bass too it was i was like i want to play bass like i got that <laughs> but cliff them all and uh creeping death was the first fucking thing on there and it was it was the shittiest fucking quality shit oh yeah it was total bootleg yeah yeah yeah. But yeah. I was like, I, I fucking love this. Yeah, yeah, we watched it over and over and over and over. The whole thing, front oh to back, God. over and over a and over. A million over. times. Like, yep. It, just constant. It, it made the tape worse. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. getting, got worn, worn out. out. And, yeah. yeah. But that was all we had, like, to right. watch the monitors, like, of semi-decent quality shit. But, um, yeah, they played that, and they played, um. Through whom the bell tolls. Blacks on there, which was really good quality, actually. Yeah, that yeah. was a pro shot. Yeah. Yeah, so um, two huge, and, and there was a uh, uh, multiple solos of out of Cliff, yeah, um, uh, uh, pulling teeth. Oh, yeah, anesthesia, yeah, anesthesia, yeah. No, before um, on that album, before him, the bell tolls. Oh, oh yeah, oh, before yeah, the yeah. yeah, before the song starts, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Say hi, Cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I mean that that, that so like. You married that to the album, man. I mean, this was a huge album. Oh yeah, yeah. It's probably their well, for, third for best album. The, like the so from the belt holes. That's it starts. It starts with like you know, dun dun dun, and then you hear this weird do 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 Not a lot of thrash bands were out using the bass that way. Like the way he used well, the bass in the songs were so unique. You heard, and interesting. You heard on what you played before, like like his distorted right. raw stuff. Like he was basically an extra guitar player that got covered up in their shitty production. Oh, and that's that's what I was gonna say when I was I, I had something on the tip of my tongue earlier and I lost it, but that's what I was gonna say is his bass sound, like the tone of his bass, he had that little bit of distortion in there. Yeah. They just, the wah. And the too, wah. Yeah. And, but just just even without the wah though, just he had that distorted sound. Like if you pull up isolated bass tracks from any of these albums, there's always that little bit of distortion that's in there. Mm-hmm. It just adds yeah. a little something to the the sound. It's just awesome. It's so unique too. Like no other thrash bands were doing no like what other so, bases uses just to, well i've never wasted my time <laughs> I, I imagine joe probably did it i didn't but no but i think uh rex brown did yeah he did. yeah he did that's a, that's true i think he bit. got in kind of and he used some wah too because he, he he realized that would bring him up in the mix yeah mm-hmm. uh, he was doing probably what um uh on um, after vocal display, what was it? Uh, Far beyond driven. Yeah. yeah, the bass is very aggressive. Oh yeah, it's a little bit of a wah distortion. In, in oh, and um, the song uplift. The, or up, oh up, yeah, I, I yeah. think I know you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uplift. Yeah. On uh, what's the name of that album? Uh, reinventing the steel. Yeah, reinventing the steel. There's a lot of distorted bass on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. little parts where it's like just bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are yeah, that's really th- cool. you know, there's reasons to do it. Yeah. 
And what about the fact that <laughs> Fade to Black has a chorus with no vocals? Yeah, that's super weird. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no vocals. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that well, was intentional or if they just they had planned to write a a, a vocal I, behind it and never did or I mean, come I know on. that when they went to um Sanitarium they wanted to do the opposite of that. Okay. So Yeah. Well, that was the first song Fade to Black was the first song that had that same chord not, it's, well, it's they had they had three songs, right? That were very well. I should say even more because um, you could you could go with Unforgiven a little bit, yeah. Too, right? Yeah. So um, they had the uh, Fade to Black, and they wanted to do un. Uh, they wanted to do um, Sanitarium. Sanitarium with a like a heavy chorus with yeah. vocals. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then. Um, even what about one, one, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same, yeah, pattern. Yeah, it is yeah, absolutely the the next, yeah, yeah, part of that. But mm-hmm. and then progressively, like the next three, really of um, Unforgiven, we kind of take it off of that. Yeah, so they're they're kind of, they were all, you know, like let's let's see what we can do with that. Yeah, if you want to hear Fade to Black with a, well. If you want to hear the chorus to Fade to Black with vocals, listen to The Day That Never Comes, because that basically is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just keep them close, keep praying, just keep waiting, waiting for the one. The day that never Yeah, that's a good point. Huh. Yeah, yeah, really day that never comes is another in that kind of evolution of that. that it is. Yeah, it's but almost the exact same chorus. There's an unforgiven three on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, death magnetic. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Also, you can hear Lars not able to keep up with. Yep. Tim yeah, <laughs> at the very yep. end, <laughs> which I think we're talking about, right? <laughs> Don't did, say yeah. yep like you know what he's talking about. You really know that song. <laughs> he's like, yep, yep. <laughs> Lars did something wrong. Yep, yep. I was gonna do that until somebody caught on, and wow, a matter of seconds. <laughs> but when you're a musician and you listen to that song, you're like, it's so apparent. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, we're slowing down for the fucking drummer. God <laughs> damn. Well, you've heard it live, right? I mean, live is like no, really. I I, I don't I don't think I've seen him since that album. Uh, just when you get a chance, pull up the the day that never comes live and listen to the very end of it. You'll you'll laugh. <laughs> yeah, oh, is it? you will laugh because it's it's beyond obvious. It's like, well, because they speed up to begin with, right? Yeah, it's already and the fast is like, album, and when they play live, they play faster. So it's faster. The end is like, yeah, it's really slowed down. So what else on Rod Lightning? Uh, what else do I have in my notes? It's their third best album, right? Or is it their second best? Uh, for, for me, back in the That's day, tough. it was their fourth best album. Um, 
I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it's it's in the top three for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a toss up between Justice and Lightning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think I like oh, Justice that's better. Hard. But yeah, I, I mean, like Justice, but it's close. I mean, let's face it, you know, you guys, you all three of you are an enormous Metallica fans. Yeah. Does anything really compare to Puppets, Justice, and Lightning? No. Those Not, are the I best. Mean, yeah. Those are the three best for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think absolutely. I do like Red Lightning just a little bit better than than Justice for All. Hmm. Just a little bit. I, that would just, yeah, uh, totally make sense. Yeah. 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 You can't okay. argue with that. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Group yeah. hug. But I'm the guy. I'm the guy that said load is better than kill them all. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's is, the Ford right? brother you were talking about. I think so. <laughs> I like kill them all better, but it's I understand they're so different. It's hard to, you know. Hmm. Yeah, they are very different. But I would when I pick if I'm gonna like listen to Metallica, kill them all is usually like. I mean, but yeah, I mean, well, as you just say, you know, when it comes to kind of looking at this album but one way or another you know i mean this this i mean let's face it this album stands the track you know the test of time oh yeah. absolutely like you know looking 100%. at it, you know i didn't own this goddamn thing until this summer my brother did you know and i had a dubbed copy of it that is probably like run over by a car or something <laughs> you know at some point you know i mean it was a you know a tape in your car back in the 90s one way or another uh you know holy shit this fucking thing is I would definitely never call this my favorite Metallica album. Uh, no. But, it, I mean, so many of these are just some of the best songs they ever wrote. Yeah. But, absolutely. you know, just that stated, some of the best songs they ever wrote. Those guys have written fucking masterpieces. Yeah. And there are some on here. But there are yeah, other masterpieces they've written that are better. But well, that's the thing. For, uh, Master of Puppets, to me, is start to finish. There's no, you know, we, we said this before. You know, There's Chris, no comparison. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no every note on the album is great. Every yeah. note on the album is great, right? So, you know, there's yeah. there's songs on this album like I love. You mentioned "Trapped Under Rising Escape." I would say those are probably the two worst songs on the album. Yeah. I still love them, but they're not as good as the stuff on Master of Puppets. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Master of Puppets doesn't have a bad song. No. no. I mean, this one doesn't really either. But no, Master of Puppets doesn't have a mediocre song. It's just just. As- no, no, Justice doesn't either. No. That's why it's better than Red Lightning. <laughs> oh. Is it a black album? What would you put? The black album has overplayed songs, but then there's no really bad songs. I would put that thousand one. The, the only one? song Nothing is, else matters? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I think the only song on the black album that's kind of subpar is Don't Tread on Me. Struggle with him, maybe? No, that song's great. Well, come on, but think about what that did for libertarianism. <laughs> God. <laughs> so okay, so what what thrash bands in nineteen eighty four put out an album that was anywhere near as well written as Ride the Lightning? In eighty four? I mean like, yeah, we we need to go through the Zero. Yeah. Zero I mean who that, it's insane how advanced this album is for nineteen eighty four. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean like yeah, what, what what Slayer album did we do? Well, there was a Slayer album in 84. It was Show No Mercy, right? Show No Mercy. Hey, give me a break. Show No Mercy is what they're, they're a joke compared to this it's a joke. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was 83. Was that? That might have been 83. I think Haunting the Chapel well, was. Haunting the Chapel was. Haunting the Chapel was. Which also, give me a fucking break. Yeah, right. 
Right. Come on. No. Not even I mean, close. that's when they were possibly going to. For this genre, there's nothing. Right? There's nothing there. No, there's nothing. No. That's what's so crazy about this album is it's like leagues above. It's not even. Nothing's and this close. We didn't really get into like um, how the. I was. I mean, when I was reading about this album, there's there was not there was not like a sure thing with them, in this mm-hmm. album. There was. Uh, they were. They were. They were poor, struggling musicians. Like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So well, there were. There was no living on the road. Yeah. There was no. There was no guarantee. Like they put this album out, and it was going to be good because they they didn't even get Megaforce to back the album up. They had to get. Um, they had to get different. Uh, backers even on the album because it, it, it just it, it wasn't what I, I don't know was expected I thought, it's funny you mentioned that though because like in my, doing my research you know I was reading a bunch of random crap yeah and I ran into an interview with Jason Newstead um, about you know, and uh, well, oddly enough it was like <laughs> so uh I mean, it was like, you know, kind of like, hey, we're cool. You don't have to answer this question. But do you pretty much just, you know, not have to do anything for the rest of your life because of the money you make off of the Black Album? And he was like, well, turns out he doesn't have to do a goddamn thing in his life because the money he made before the Black Album. Because (laughs) the, the Metallica guys were already involved enough with people that knew finance as well. Yeah. Hmm. So they all invested correctly. So it's so insane to think about that, like, you know, all of the Metallica guys were already pretty much set for life before they made the decision to change what what, they were doing. You know, you know, you, Tim, you have mentioned this constantly, like, you know, they, they didn't do this. They didn't change from justice to black, to, to popularize themselves, they did it because they wanted to. They exactly. wanted to change. So, it, yeah, they wanted to change the board style a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they said we 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 achieved what we could achieve as high as we could go with with Injustice for All. We can't go any more complicated, was, more complex, and we need and to also it Lars, change it up. Go, yeah, he's, well, he's like, Lars is like thrash doesn't sound very good in an arena, and and Lars was like, I want us to be bigger than Guns and Roses. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that, but sure. But that it was but yeah. He was, was like you know, was battery action. sounds like shit, and the and the nose bleeds. He's like, yeah. we're not going to get bigger true. than Guns N' Roses playing Injustice for All over uh, again. Which, I mean, you can look at that as artistically like we were a sellout, but at the same time, like you were making great money before. Yeah, change, they weren't struggling. But, <laughs> they were already playing. No, it wasn't like, yeah. it, and that's the thing that I hate is like. The Black Album doesn't sound like any album ever put out ever of that time frame, or probably ever since. No, not really. It's, well, bands have tried to emulate that. But yeah, yeah, but they didn't do it's, it right, and it's heavier right, exactly. and deeper than anything like Countdown to Extinction or whatever. They right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's face it, you know, as we've all known what's come out lately about that album, the fact that you know, it is now one of five albums that has been on the is it the Billboard top top twenty top twenty thousand or something like that. You know, it has it, it people have been buying five thousand of that album 
since it came out. Yeah. Like there are only four <laughs> other albums. There are only four other albums in existence that are that have done that. Yeah. I mean, no. yeah. That's I insane. Mean, yeah. That's that's like Eagles Beatles bullshit. Like it, well, no, it's it's Pink Floyd bullshit. Well, yeah. But they or didn't Pink Beatles. Floyd motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> it's dark side of the moon. <laughs> I, I was just but thinking that, wasn't that were more popular than Pink Floyd, but Pink gotcha. Floyd motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> like that's a big deal, right? And they yeah. didn't yeah. have to do that. They could have done the no. Yeah. That would have been meant like, to do that. Let's just do another Injustice for All. And that's the thing. Like that album is, it's it's still metal. Like yeah. hey, oh, yeah, there's still metal. that like, that, right, that album. That thing. album. Let's like, face there's it. No other band. What other band would have put that out and been even in like oh dang oh they sold out. Guess who? Uh, guess who was just jamming out with his nephew uh, on Enter Sandman? Um, Yours. What? Six days. You. You. Yeah, me. <laughs> there yes. you go. Uh, my nephew came up and he brought his guitar to show me, like, hey, and he started playing me, you know, Enter Sandman. Nice. And you know, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's brand new. I mean, he's thirteen years old. You yeah. Know? Same Perfect. year I started playing, and he is. Uh, rusty as crap but you know he is definitely you know starting to get his shit down and you know played me a riff and i played one with him and then my fucking daughter had to end up jumping into my lap and demanding <laughs> to play my bass my daughter is three years old and then i could not play again the rest of the night because she was she's pretty saying, adorable yeah she is adorable <laughs> she is cute as hell and i love her to death and I will always cuddle her, and hopefully, hopefully, when the time is right, I can hand her my basses and let her play them. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna That'd get cool. them into piano first. That's what I got to do. All right. Well, I think we've uh, <laughs> we've gone on quite a long time about Metallica here, so we should. Oh, there was one other thing. Yeah. So when they were recording Let's around the lightning, they were sharing a studio with Merciful Fate. Ah, oh yeah, nice. <laughs> because <laughs> Merciful Fate rules. And they and then they said Merciful Fate heard what they were doing and it kind of influenced Merciful Fate's album a little bit. It kind of had more aggressive, more of aggressive sound to it. What album was they coming out with? Don't Break the Oath or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. Yeah, that's eighty four. Also, yeah. Do you guys have this version? The big. What the the fuck is that? uh, You know what? That's the one box that I don't have. So far, I have box set. Wait, it's a box set of one album. It's remastered. It's the remastered. It's the big boy. Yeah, I have the I have the Master of Puppets and I have the Injustice for All box sets. I don't have the Red Lightning one though. All right, um, summertimepodcast.com. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show, but that is where you can find all of our goodies online: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, Links to there. All of our episodes are on there. Um, I've been doing Spotify playlists for each episode, and those are in the uh, description of the uh, each episode. So that's kind of neat. Um, so yeah. we're putting we're putting well we're putting the albums from Spotify on the website, but it's, it plays little like fifteen second snippets of the songs, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> lately I've been just doing mixes. Just one, okay. Yeah, I added to I your just, last mix. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. just a. Kind of the songs we played on the podcast I put into a mix on Spotify and put that up there. So. But uh, yeah, so this um, is likely the last 
well, definitely the last of 2019, the last episode of 2019 that we're going to do. Um, yeah. We'll be back next year with um, talking about 1990 albums. And that's so, uh, going to be some crazy shit. There's a bunch of albums that. came out in 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of albums. Oh, my God. Yes. Lots of great albums of 1990. So we'll have a lot to talk about then. And um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a best of 2019 show if we can yeah, we work should. it out. Yeah. A lot of good albums came out this year. So Keith's not gonna be on that show. He doesn't know. I would recommend not including me on that. <laughs> well, I'm last not even sure when we I did a, bought an album that came out this year. We did a best of twenty eighteen and Tim and I just did it and then Joe's like, Wait, yes. I wanna do that. And so we did another so we redid. one. So maybe we'll do <laughs> Part two. maybe we'll do one and Joe can talk about how much he does not like the new tool album. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I would expect to have him to have liked that. Oh hey Keith, you'll like this. This is a fun story for you. So, do you use Spotify or you don't, you don't use Spotify? I do not use Spotify. Okay. Uh, Spotify links up with Last.fm. Last.fm uh, basically just tracks your stats of what you listen to uh, throughout your history, whatever. Yeah. So, I did. I looked on Last.fm and I said, what did I listen to the most in 2019? And number 11 was Pixies. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Remember I told you I played the album like five times in yeah. a row? So every single yeah. time I played a track, it was like, okay, listen to Pixies over and over. So like, it must have been like over 100 times listen to Pixies. <laughs> and they're like, that was your number 11 band. And I was like, I don't even like that album. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was Suicidal in but there? I, mean, it, uh, I think so, yeah. Boy Vibe was for sure. It, it, it goes to show you like, you know, you know, when in preparation for these, like, I really wish I had listened to like that uh, Judas Priest album more. Yeah. I wish Joe had listened to it at least once. Once, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, for me, like, there's there's some some of the times in preparation, like, I really grab a hold of something, and like, like, oh man, I gotta re-listen to this and re-listen to this and re-listen to this, and sometimes it's all just like blatant and right in my face. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just time. I don't know. I don't know. For these three, though, let's face it. You know, you know what you're getting into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask. I don't know if you guys would know this off the top of your head. And since this is the last one that we're doing of the year, was there an album this year that we did that you were like not expecting to like, and then you absolutely were like, "Whoa, I love this album." I know, Joe. Like, what, what, what do you got? What? What are the albums? Well, I have to go through the entire list. Yeah, There's a lot yeah, of them. I mean, give me a I don't remember. I mean, yeah, there definitely yeah. were. If you had, if you had said, "Hey, I'm going to ask this question," well, I know, I know. I just thought <laughs> think I about go, it. Good night. I, I, go with, I, I could definitely tell you. I go with Rock Rolla already. Like right, right now. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. I think of. Um, I don't know. I was like Pixies is one for me actually. Tim, I know Tim just mentioned that, but <laughs> I would not have that whole. Yeah, that whole one was good for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Beastie Boys, um, that was good. Um, I gotta go look and see what we talked about. <laughs> I know. I um, wanted. I was happy to listen to some of the older Sabotage stuff that I never really paid attention to. That yeah, was kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. Um, uh, Leeway, remember Leeway? That was a bad yes. Lee. Oh, I remember. Leeway. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was probably the biggest one. Leeway and Chromags were probably the two. Mm-hmm. I love that Chromags album. I thought oh, it was great. Yeah. Yep. I love that album. Okay. Uh, I don't know for me. What was the other uh wasn't Big F. It was uh, uh you know, it was it was the we did Pixies, we did uh, Nirvana, we did 
Beastie Snails. We did Beastie Boys, and what was the other one? Was it Ministry? No, we did. We did do Ministry, but it wasn't that. No, it was. Uh, it was kind of like Stoner Rock guys. Oh yeah. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Masters of Reality. Masters yeah. of Reality. There mm-hmm. we go. That. Yep. So there was that. There was. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just going through the list here. Yeah, uh, Masters of Reality. That was that was a good one. That was, Master Reality, I'd say for me, would be the one that I'd go back. I would love to throw that in when I need to go on a long road trip. Yeah. That is, that is a great driving album, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, here we go. DRI Thrash Zone. That's the one Joe's going to like. That's Joe's favorite. Yeah. It's not a very good album. It is. <laughs> You're just a fucking idiot. It's not that good. No, I do not like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You're go. a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm not at all. Oh, hey, <laughs> fuck you. That, that was for you. <laughs> I think that's. I mean, look into my eye. Oh, Nirvana. Actually, I think I think Bleach by Nirvana is probably the one oh, that, that I would a, say. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I how. I, yeah. Oh, that album actually. Yeah. Gee. Wow. You what? I mean, Bleach. I mean, it's Nirvana. Yeah, but I I never listened to that album, so it was it was a nice no, surprise that how good it actually back. is. I, I always looked at that album before I really listened to it. Like oh, I was so surprised that Nirvana was good. <laughs> That's right, the first all. album, though. <laughs> it's a be- it's a better album than this Anthrax album. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Burn. That's true. That's really true. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice speech, Kazuma. Kazuma. All right, we're going off the rails. We should end this show. All right. All right. Get the fuck out of here. Close the credits. All right, see you guys in 2020. Energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Metal and in certain other forms of rock give teenagers something to believe in that they get no place else. The human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing.